Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys had an amazing week and you enjoyed my previous episode about building healthier connections. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to give a special shout out to some new listeners in the Czech Republic, Kenya, and Libya. Thank you so much for your support. It is much appreciated. For all of you, if you want to keep up with me, or even ask me questions, or want to learn more about the topics that I cover, you can go on my Instagram, which is at the Butterfly Effect Podcast underscore. And if you want to talk more about any of the topics I discuss, you can email me at the Butterfly PDCT at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's get started. So last week, I did not come out with an episode, and I do want to apologize to all of you, but I did need to take some time away because I uh, lost my god sister last week, and I had to um, drive back down to my hometown, which was about eight hours away, to um, help my godmother and with the funeral arrangements the programs and just be like an anchor for her because this was a very hard time for her as well as a hard time for my other god god siblings and everything so it was a very unique time considering the fact that i hadn't gone to a funeral ever since i was about six so as an adult coming into a situation that you know i'm older and i could see the reality of what it means to really lose somebody. That's something that to me, it made me really think about, you know, the fact that this year has really tested every cell in all of our bodies because not only did I lose my god sister this year, but in January, I actually lost my um, stepbrother. So in my mind, there's just so much going on, but I wanted to approach the situation where I'm able to just help other people around me as well as acknowledge the situation and then try to move forward. And I can say that I'm not a hundred percent, you know, I want to be open and upfront with all of you, but I did want to talk about what it means to deal with losing somebody. And this episode, I'm not really trying to cater it towards losing a loved one as far as like through like through death or anything like that because I want to dedicate just that topic on a on a separate episode but I want to discuss 
what it means to lose somebody and how to deal with that. You know, I'm talking about losing a friend, losing, you know, someone that's very close to you as far as a friendship not working out or a relationship not working out. Because when I was at the funeral, that's something that I was approached with in a way because I could hear other people in the back of my mind thinking, oh, I should have said this or I should have done that. Or maybe if we were closer friends or maybe if I didn't pull away, da 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 And this is all part of the process. We all go through this sense of not just denial, but we tend to beat ourselves up over situations and fixating ourselves on the past because there's an open wound. And that's something that we don't really know how to attend to because the relationship we had with the other person was severed in some way. And along our journey, that's something that we are all going to have to be approached with, the fact that some of our connections are not going to last forever. And last week, you know, I talked about, well, a couple weeks ago, (laughs) I talked about how it's very important for us to build healthier connections and how doing that, because humans are naturally social beings, like we rely so much on each other, not just to learn, but to understand how to experience life and interact and allow other people to experience life with us and how building healthier connections helps us elevate ourselves because we want to feel understood we want to feel advocated for as well as we want to feel valued however something I mentioned in that episode is that sometimes you might have to cut off people that aren't serving you in a certain way because they aren't making you feel like you are deserving. They're not making you feel like you are important and could be making you feel like everything that you say in your overall existence is is essentially nothing and how we have to go through this process of cutting people out that don't serve us. Now that sounds easy and it sounds like something that oh, I could do that. I, I'm capable of that. I, I'm strong. Like I can cut anybody off. But sometimes when we're approached with who we have to cut off, sometimes it can be a lot harder than we think because there's this interesting thing about what it means to build a connection with somebody. It's not just about communication. It's not just about, you know, having, you know, similarities, the same likes, the same dislikes. It's not even about being oddly different. It's about the fact that you ended up opening yourself up and allowing someone to have access to all the parts of you that you don't give access to just anybody. Every person that you meet, you establish a certain type of unique relationship. Not every friendship is the same. Not every relationship is the same. It's kind of like you have your different friend groups and within that friend group, You have a certain connection with every friend in that group. You have that one friend that you can always be brutally honest to. You have that other friend that you can, you know, always call at 4 a.m. and you know that they're going to answer. You have that one friend that will make you laugh uncontrollably and you just have a good time. And this is because as people, we are very multifaceted and we are able to develop and handle different types of connections with people. But sometimes when we take that step back to reevaluate our connections and we try to understand what we need in the present moment, 
we're not just questioning the person, we're questioning the connection. Because when you connect with a person, it's not just physical. It's mentally you're connecting with that person, meaning you're sharing ideas, you're sharing thoughts, you're sharing, you know, all of your dreams and aspirations that is in your mind. So you're connecting mentally with them and you're conversing with them and you are able to trust them in that way until they give you a reason to not trust them. Then you trust them emotionally, meaning if you were to break down and you need a moment where you need to express yourself in the best way possible and not feel judged, you're expecting the other person to make you to make to feel like you could say anything, you can be at any state and you trust them in that way. You trust them with your emotions. And then spiritually, when two souls meet, when two people come together and make a connection, it's a spiritual tie. And, you know, we can go, we can talk about karmic ties. We can talk about, you know, how past life ties, twin souls, regardless, everybody around us. I don't really like saying um, like soulmates as far as like for romantic connections, but I do want to say that every person in your life is a soulmate, meaning that they have been in your life to teach you something about yourself for a certain duration of time because you have mentally placed them there to be in your space to teach you about things that maybe you don't really know about until you really have like a strong connection with them and you're like, wow, like, I really appreciate this person because of this or, you know, this person is special to me because of this. And what's very interesting is that when we think about taking someone out of our life, that means we're severing that mental tie to them, that emotional tie, that spiritual tie. It's not just about, oh, I don't want to talk to this person anymore. I'm just going to block them, never talk to them because I could do what I want. The thing is, is that with that person, you've shared memories. You've shared all these amazing experiences with that person to the point where you can connect certain places, things, smells, experiences to that one person. And sometimes it may not feel like you're making a big move, but along the lines, you start realizing that that is something that you might have to grieve from. Sometimes you might have friends that have been in your life for so long. And the reason why it's sometimes really hard to cut people off is because there's this fear of abandonment. This could be a fear of knowing that you invested time and energy and resources in a person and you don't want to feel like your investment was faulty. You don't want to, you want everything to be pristine and perfect and you don't want to feel like you wasted your time. And along the lines is that the fact that you don't want to cut somebody off knowing that there's always going to, now there's this open wound and all these things you have to be approached with and deal with that maybe you're not ready to deal with yet. And the thing is that we all will be approached with this type of situation, whether we're the ones cutting the person off or the other person's cutting us off. Because people we are all extensions of each other we see the faults in ourselves and other people but we also see the strengths and weaknesses things that we want to work on and we that's how we are able to learn from each other and 
what ends up happening is that whether we're the ones making the conscious decision to break somebody out of our lives or they are, there's always this reoccurring feeling of wanting closure. We all want to feel like we ended things in the most perfect way. Not just because we want to protect our image, but we want to protect our sanity. We want to protect the memories that we have. And we don't want to think that everything that we felt with that person was a lie. But unfortunately, what I want to mention to you is that when you cut someone off, it's not, or when that person cuts you off, recognize that both of you are essentially doing the same type of action with the same similar intention of doing things for you, doing things for your own good. And this is something I've always had to be approached with, you know, when people were to cut me off and especially in times where I was trying to heal and I was exhibiting, you know, toxic qualities that I didn't even recognize were toxic. It's like they are cutting me off for their own mental health and for their own good and because they feel like it's best for them in this present moment. And over time, it's something I really had to understand that I can't be selfish and I can't think, well, I was the best friend. I was doing this and I was doing that and I I invested this type of energy or I did these type of things. At the end of the day, we all cut people off and it's necessary to because we're doing it for our own good. But recognize there are certain ways that we need to learn how to deal with those situations because like I said, it's not easy. And I would say the first hardest thing is that you have to allow yourself to even grieve over the situation. Whether you're the one that had to end things or they were the one that ended things, you have to recognize that there were some issues. There were some things that needed to come to the light ever since the beginning. And though we don't want to acknowledge it and though we want to be in a sense of denial in any shape or form or fashion, we have to recognize that any connection takes two people, takes two energies on the same wavelength. And if one person feels like they are not on the same wavelength, it's going to fall apart. Especially if There have been many times that you've tried to mend the situation or change yourself or change the other person so that the wavelength is still the same. Everyone's on the same page. We're going at the same pace. And along our journey, we want the best people that we have chosen to be a part of our lives. And it's not that people have like an expiration date, but it is true when they say that there is a time and place for everything. And there were people that will come in and out of your life constantly. Some will stay for a long time and some won't. Some may be here to teach you a lesson. Some are here to heal. And sometimes some people are here to to destroy. And it's all about intention. And it's all about where they are in their life. But that doesn't mean we have to entertain this idea of trying to water a plant that has already died. So allow yourself, whether you've lost a boyfriend or girlfriend, whether you've lost a very good friend of yours, 
or even you you severed a connection with a parent even or like a, a family member know that it's okay to grieve because you have to take that time to understand what it means to trust again to trust yourself for making the right decision or to even like understand where the other person might be coming from and just trust that you are going to move forward because they've made the decision to sever ties with you so i think that's very important to to grieve in your own way and go through your emotions and not really necessarily try to sort them out and try to make sense of the situation because this is how we all try to look for closure we all try to look for some type of reassurance because like i mentioned in many episodes that the mind doesn't like to feel uncomfortable the ego doesn't like to feel uncomfortable so it will do things to reassure itself because it doesn't want to deal with the whole influx of emotions and the emotional turmoil that we could potentially go through so it tries to save itself by trying to psychoanalyze a situation that if you were to really take a step back over time and you'd make those that make they make that conscious decision to grieve in your own way you'll start to realize that the situation was meant to end it was you that was trying to fix it in any way possible and even if you did you were the person that ended it sometimes you feel like you don't need to grieve or you feel like it wasn't a hard decision but those emotions will catch up to you those memories will catch up to you and it's about your reaction and how you assess where you are emotionally in order to grieve properly and to be able to recognize everything that's going on and i was thinking about this a lot you know when i was at the funeral because you know even if um you know i lost somebody because of death i you know because she died and everything like that i could still feel energies from other people feeling like they couldn't have a stronger connection to my god sister or even watching my godmother try to you know understand what she wanted to do with her life and how she wanted to progress because you know she was older and she was so close to my god sister they were just tied to the hip and something that i always tried to emphasize to her because it's almost like everyone was trying to tell her what to do and how to grieve and how to deal with situations the most important thing that I told her was, take your time. And I don't want to make this episode primarily about like, you know, how to deal with, you know, losing a loved one as far as, you know, through by death, because that is something that I do want to dedicate an episode to. But it's the same concept for when I'm talking about how to deal with losing a failed friendship or a failed relationship. Take your time to make your decision and take your time to feel the way that you do because every part of you was enveloped in their energy and pulling away from that can be a lot harder than you think. That's why some people go back to their exes or bring back, you know, toxic friends into their circle because not only is it about comfortability, but it's also about familiarity. It's like you've already given that person the key to a certain part of your soul and it's scary enough to try to trust somebody new with that same key 
when you can just give the other person the benefit of the doubt and give them more and more chances. But the fact of the matter is that some things are meant to end. Everything has a time and a season, a place, and people have our own distinctive roles in our life. And as I mentioned, some are not meant to stay forever. So sometimes we can't keep giving out keys and making copies to somebody that's not going to take care of it and someone that's not going to truthfully make us feel the way that we're supposed to. And this is the same way if another person, you know, if somebody cut you off and felt like you were being toxic or felt like the, your friendship or relationship was not the best, sometimes you have to recognize, well, you know what? Maybe I need to accept the fact that I played a part in the situation. And I'm, this isn't like a self-pity type of thing. This isn't like, oh, like, you know, I was, let me be the bad guy. It takes two to tango. The person, the other person feels a certain way because you did something that you probably didn't intentionally mean to do to contribute to their decision. And their decision is based on how you made them feel. Now, this doesn't mean that you're a bad friend. It doesn't mean you're a bad girlfriend or boyfriend. Everybody has their own path. And this is where I want you to learn to connect the dots about your mental health because it's not just like, oh, I have anxiety or, oh, I have like avoidant attachment or, oh, like I have, I don't like physical touch as my love language. Every part of your experience and the people you bring in is to help you with your experience. But you have to also think that the other person that's in your life has had their own experiences has their own wounds that they either have been attending to or haven't yet discovered. And you could be triggering parts of them that they're not ready to see yet. Or you could be triggering parts of them that's not making them feel valued and understood. This doesn't make you a bad person. It means that they need to take some time out to learn to communicate how they want others to treat them and what they're going to tolerate. And maybe you're not that person to help them along that journey. And this could be a very hard pill to swallow because you don't want to feel like you did something wrong. You don't want to feel like you don't want to feel like you hurt somebody that deep down you actually very much care about. And the thing is, is that the other person deserves to move on with their journey and move on with their path and their life. Whether it is doomed for a disaster or they are going to really blossom like I said some connections are meant to be severed and over time for what is meant to be will come to be people will come back into your life and you know that they are meant to be in your life because they are actually better than when they left your life meaning they have elevated they have learned about themselves and this is why even you know This is why I sometimes believe that some exes are meant to be back together because if both people went on their own journey of self-exploration, of healing, and they understand each other in a better way, and they've grown and they've evolved as people, if they cross paths again and they feel like their love has been blossomed, then it's okay if 
that is meant to be if they become a couple again. But like I said, it takes two to tango. You can't bring somebody back into your life if they are still going to be on the same record. If they are still going to be in their own toxic ways that's going to trigger you. And this goes for you as well. You can't re-enter somebody's life if you yourself has added to their triggering. If you've been somebody that hasn't learned from your mistakes yet. And it's okay to make mistakes, but know that your mistakes can't stay mistakes forever, that you have to learn, you have to grow, and you have to evolve and understand that you want to keep growing and you want to keep going. So don't be afraid to see the situation from a bird's eye view, to see it from a different perspective, because losing and handling a failed connection, failed friendship, failed anything takes two people to be able to, you know, to depart. And what's very interesting is that it's not always going to be the most peaceful parting. I wish that every, you know, failed friendship ended beautifully. I wish every failed relationship ended beautifully. And that doesn't make me less of an adult. It doesn't make me less of a person. Sometimes, like I said, people are on different paths. We're all in different places in our lives, learning different lessons. And not everything is going to end the way that we want it to. As much as we could feed for closure, as much as we can try to dig into trying to understand why something ended and even psychoanalyze ourselves and even break down our own, like, ways that we trust or our own confidence is not going to help the situation because I mean you can't fix the past you know you have to give yourself time to grieve and you have to learn to move on but you have to realize that you can't stay still in the past because the past doesn't stay still for anybody time doesn't stand still for anyone the world will continue to move and evolve and you either evolve with it or you get left behind emotionally, spiritually. You get lost in your own thoughts to the point where you not just break down your confidence, you break down your overall spirit. And it ends up manifesting in more issues where you start to not want to trust anybody and you develop almost, you start feeling like you need to fill a void with having you know bad coping mechanisms or resulting to a, you know, type of attachment or you feel like you don't want to be attached to anybody because any connection has to do with attachment. And that attachment is based off of emotion and it's based off of experience and it's based off of, you know, understanding that you share something special with somebody that is beyond comprehension. But you can't sit and feel and focus on what you could have, should have done. Because those could'ves, would'ves, should'ves will always, things happen the way that they're supposed to. Maybe it wasn't the best way, but you learn from that. And that's the key part of not fixating on the past, but but learning from the past. And this is something that I always find so annoying with, you know, when people talk about their healing journey is that they always say, oh, you can't dwell on the past. And if you go in the past, it's something that makes you weak and you shouldn't 
learn about the past. You just need to push forward. There's a difference between staying fixated in the past and going and learning from the past. It's okay to go back in your past so you can understand who you are presently so that you can make the necessary changes to be who you want to be. So don't be afraid to look back, but don't stay. Learn, understand, take in everything with an open mind and open heart. So that way you can analyze parts of yourself and you can move forward knowing that you are still making the best decisions that you can that you feel like is best for the situation, but you're still learning. We're all constantly learning. So don't be afraid to, to do that, you know. And keep in mind, y'all, that, you know, having longer friendships or even longer relationships, this can be an even difficult process because you spent so much time with that person and you've not just shared memories, but you've shared just all parts of your energy and this part can be very difficult because you it almost seems like the past is your present and it's sometimes muddled to try to figure out which is which but don't be afraid because that takes time so don't be afraid to take your time and to learn everything that you can in the best way that you can because that's that's how you're able to make the little baby steps to help you grow and mature the way that you're supposed to. Now, another aspect that I want to discuss is that during this time, you're going to find new coping mechanisms, whether it's a new hobby or, you know, activity that you like to do. Um, You might end up nurturing some friendships that maybe you took your attention off of and try to get yourself back into the groove of everything but I want to mention that sometimes along with doing these things the universe is very interesting and I always like to say that it likes to challenge uh, where we are because we think that we're healing we think we're fine and then all of a sudden we get a text message from this you know ex-friend of ours or even this ex-boyfriend girlfriend and suddenly we are brought back to this overwhelming situation of oh my gosh Now there's this rush of emotions and rush of memories that I thought I had dealt with and in reality I haven't. And we start almost like ping-ponging this little idea in our mind that we're starting to weigh out the options like, do I talk to this person? Maybe they've changed. I'm curious. Maybe I need closure. It's like you play this little game in your mind trying to figure out why is this happening? What does this mean? What do I do? And something I want to remind you when these little situations come up is ask yourself, you know, whether the, especially if, if the other person, um, stopped the friendship or relationship, or even if you did, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Did this connection or person drain your energy? Did this person make you feel bad about yourself? Did this person verbally, emotionally, or physically abuse you? Did this person respect your boundaries? Did they make you feel like the connection that you had was based on trust and mutual respect? Was this person reliable and stable in your life? Or were they in and out and they never felt and you never felt like you were advocated for? Did they make you feel 
like you were being controlled? Were they supportive? Where did you feel codependent in the relationship? Did this person tear you down? Did it diminish your self-worth? Did they make you feel like you had to lower your standards and perpetuate negative energy? All the things that I talked about in my previous episode, it's something that you have to ask yourself again. Because, like I said, you know, some people are meant to come back into your life. Because they are meant to help you in your cer- in this certain period of your growth. Because they have grown. It's kind of like if you plant something and it's in a small pot and it grows bigger and bigger, you're not going to keep it in that small pot. You want to repot it so that it fits the plant. It's the same thing. Imagine you're the plant and the pot is the friendship that you have. Is this person going to fit are you going to fit is are you going to be able to fit into the pot that they are giving you basically meaning where you are emotionally mentally spiritually and physically in your life do you feel like this person can give you what you need can give you the resource that you need to grow if they cannot they are not meant to be back into your life And like I said, it's a very hard pill to swallow, but that's why I say it takes two to tango because let's say they are giving the right type of pot and you are the right size plant. When you get bigger and bigger, are they going to grow with you? Are they going to continue to nurture you and and make sure that you are growing on good soil, meaning the foundation of your friendship, of your new friendship, of your new relationship, whether you rekindled things or not, can they continuously keep nurturing you and make you feel wanted, make you feel important, make you feel safe, stable, and they are reliable, make you feel supported in every way? If they aren't, they don't, you don't need to entertain them back into your life. And I know that this, whoever it might be, might make you feel so comfortable. They might make you feel like you are just on top of the world. You're comfortable with them. You feel like there's a sense of familiarity. You just want to feel comforted. But do not be deceived by a wolf in sheep's clothing because they might end up stabbing you in the back later. And you are more than deserving of that. You're more than deserving to go through this process of dealing with a failed friendship or a failed relationship in a way where you can feel like you are going about it in the most adult way possible. That represents who you are in this present moment. And I just want to invite you to know that all of this, regardless of the outcome, is an opportunity for you to focus on you, to focus on what actually makes you feel special, to focus on parts of yourself that you need to work on, parts of yourself that you want to, you know, reinforce, parts of yourself that you want to praise yourself on, make you make you feel like you are doing well. Like I said, life is a whole lot of experiences for us to go through this learning, constant learning process. And it's not just about learning about other people. It's about learning about ourselves. 
And that's why your mental health journey is a self-love journey. It's a self-exploration journey. It's a time for you to understand every part of you. Because when someone else comes into your life, you don't know where they might be. You don't know what kind of pot they need. You don't know what kind of soil they need or how much sunlight they might need to grow in your garden. So be careful about who you bring back into your life. Don't mistake in flowers for weeds. Or weeds for flowers. That's so funny. My dyslexia totally just, I, I low-key malfunctioned when I said that. <laughs> but, it, you know, I just want you to recognize that all of this is a part of your journey. This is a part of healing in a different way. Because as much as we want to build connections, sometimes we have to break them down too. So it's okay. Know that you are doing everything that you can. And just make sure that as much as you could be emotionally attached to somebody or have some type of attachment, make sure that that attachment is not based on what your ego wants. Go within and talk to that inner child. What does she or he need? And think about your future self. What does your future self need in order to help your present self get to where it needs to go so that you can be in the right pot with the right soil, with the right amount of sunlight, and you can blossom in so many ways. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it. I want to express my gratitude to all of you that not only have been listening and supporting my podcast but sharing with your friends and family it really does mean the world and I want to let you guys know that next week I should hit 2,000 plays which is phenomenal to me it's insane that I have made it this far and I will continue to just expand and to help all of you out there I appreciate you guys very much and I hope that during this difficult time you know wherever you may be in the world I hope that my podcast really does bring you peace hope and joy and just know that I'm always here for you and I send a huge virtual hug your way like there's a hug that I hope that you feel it as I say all of this but also to help support me for future episodes I will leave my information in the description box so you guys can make a little donation um other than that i'm going to end with some positive affirmations for you guys just take a time to just take a deep breath and reflect because i know the episode that i this episode was one that i really do want to expand more of and know that there will be future episodes where i will really break down how it feels like to go through failed friendships and failed romantic relationships and I do want to have an episode where I do talk about losing a loved one as far as you know by death and everything so keep in mind it's, go it's going to happen but let's end on a positive note with some positive affirmations my possibilities are endless I am worthy, brave, bold, and beautiful. 
I am talented and intelligent. I am free of worry and regret. I will be kind to myself and others. I love myself and I love the relationships I have built with quality people. Thank you, everyone. I love you a ton, and I will see you next week.